And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, back here with Ryan to discuss the Survivor 43 finale. And (laughs) Ryan, it was certainly one of the most shocking finales that we have seen in the history of Survivor. We're here to recap it. How are you doing today, Ryan? How are you feeling about last night? What were what was your initial reaction to Gabler winning Survivor season forty three? I mean, I told you, I think I'm still in shock. It hasn't been even twenty four hours yet, but I don't think I've fully processed it because we've been saying, and at least I've been saying all season, he's drawing dead. He has no shot to win. So I have to admit that I was wrong, and I don't think I can ever say that about anybody ever again he clearly was hiding in plain sight and i and i just i i just didn't see it yeah it was truly crazy to see it all play out um i saw people speculating throughout the entire season that it was interesting to say the least that gabler continuously was getting the airtime saying i'm hiding in plain sight i'm hiding in plain sight i'm hiding in plain sight like i told you in the preview podcast on sunday i said Ryan, it seems like we've seen this, we've heard this line from Gabler 600 times this season. What does it mean? Now we know what it means. Gabler wins in a 7-1 vote, convincing fashion over Cassidy and Owen. Jesse falls short at the fire-making challenge against Gabler, which is incredibly unfortunate to see. And then Carla, you had Carla going out at Final Five, so I was clearly wrong on the boot order of this episode you were clearly wrong on the boot episode and so were several other survivor fans i'm excited to get right into this now if you're watching live before we dive into the decision that was made by the jury be sure to like the video subscribe to the channel follow us on all social platforms the banner below the links in the description below let's get right to it ryan i'm going to ask you to lead off here was it the right decision by the jury to crown Gabler winner of Survivor Season 43? I I feel like I don't know. And, I, and I, it's not a good answer to start off the podcast. But, um, I mean, my first instinct is to say no. My first instinct would be that, and obviously I, I, we all wanted Jesse to win, and we can go over Jesse's arc and everything as we kind of get through the episode. But I felt like out of the three that were there to pitch their case – I had felt like Cassidy was playing, you know, an under-the-radar game. It was somebody who hadn't made any big, flashy moves, but she voted correctly every single time. She didn't need to be kind of brought in at the last second. She was always involved in some way, shape, or form. And she, and I think last night, she showed to be she's very perceptive. She knew when Carla was giving her BS. She knew when Jesse was lying to her. So I thought Cassidy had those who were left probably deserve the jury's votes and we and we'll, we'll get into a lot of stuff especially fire making but um the reason why i said i don't know is because again what have we said all season the editing has been ex- extremely hard to read maybe harder than ever and i think now this winner has proven to us that we can't really predict anything by the edits ever again um clearly there was a lot more to gabler's game than we saw he was was aligned with a lot of people had alliances with everybody was apparently very well liked. I underestimated his likability. And he had a good final travel council performance. So 
I don't know if the jury got it correct, but I will give a little benefit of the doubt and say maybe there was just a lot left on the cutting room floor. So, yeah, I my first instinct here was that I was definitely disappointed in the results of the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we were vocal about, you know, wanting Jesse to win this season. And, you know, as fans, we were rooting for Jesse. I yeah. realized, you know, that doesn't always happen. However, I personally, and again, I've, you know, tried to understand both sides and I've read every exit interview. To me, it still seems like Cassidy deserved the vote, in my opinion. And we we could go through why I think this right now. And we'll bounce ideas off each other because clearly Gabler had a case, a convincing one, that he won seven to one. Um, But I think there were a lot of factors that played into it. Um, My thought here... Um, with Gabler is that we've seen a lot of players quote unquote hide in plain sight and align themselves with the right people, um, but not make blatant moves. And this way they kind of coast, you know, with the people who are playing well and their alliances to the end. Um, However, Gabler, the difference with him compared to other players that have done this in the past is that Gabler was vocal about being self-aware that he wanted to do this from the beginning. He wanted to be the guy who went under the water, the alligator, the guy who went under the water and came back up and struck. And we saw it happen for the Ellie vote. My issue with Gabler's win is after the Ellie vote, did we see him make any other moves or was he the person being approached with the information? And you can make an argument right? That a sign of a good survivor player is somebody who can get information. If he's being approached with information, then that's a sign of a great player. He deserves to win because everyone was going up to Gabler for, for information. However, I don't feel like Gabler was pulling the strings in the votes. He was being told which way to vote. And then his big move, at least proclaimed by the few exit interviews I read besides the Ellie vote, which was, let's keep in mind, the Ellie vote was a uh, I guess, you know, it was that in that weird merged, not really merged boot. And then that was his big move, which was early on in the game, right? She wasn't even there. He kept bringing it up. She's, she's not even there. Right, right. That That's the thing, right? So it was very early on. Um, and the other big move, based on the jury's exit interviews that they claimed, was that his big move was getting out Jesse. My issue with this, from the jury standpoint is that in my opinion, and again, this opens up a whole floodgate to a conversation about the fire making contest that we could have later on in this episode. But my issue with this is that in my opinion, the fire making is Cassidy's move because she won the final immunity challenge. She makes the decision to who goes into that fire making challenge. And she told us that, Gabler, she wanted in the fire making challenge to take down Jesse. I thought it was unfair to Cassidy that she was expected to jump into the fire making challenge and beat Jesse. Is that like a requirement to win now? Um, why I thought that you know, and she said this in her exit interview, I thought it was a little bit disrespectful that they expected her to do that. I don't think that's something that she should have to do. So I have been pretty vocal, even in the preview podcast on Sunday, I told you. I said, I've, you know, I haven't minded the fire making challenge at all. However, this was the first time that like it didn't rub me the right way, strictly because 
it felt like that the fire making challenge and who won the fire making challenge played a decent role in who ended up winning the season where the person who got beat was the one who fair and square won immunity to the final three and then made the decision to send Gabler to the final three fire making challenge. I don't want to ramble too much before letting you uh, answer Ryan, but basically my point of view on this Gabler Cassidy debate was that Gabler was the person who, you know, was there and getting information. Whereas Cassidy was more, uh, was more of an instrumental piece in the majority Alliance driving the votes. And I ultimately think that Cassidy was seen as a big threat. We see, we saw so many players in the season wanting to target Cassidy. She was never voted out. They were all in the jury. She was sitting there at the end. She won immunities to, to avoid getting voted out. She got the target off her back. She ended up making it to the mm-hmm. end. I think the point in the final tribal council where she said, you wanted to get me out. You wanted to get me out. You wanted to get me out. Well, you're, you guys are sitting there right now. I just thought that she played a more consistent game where in my opinion, Gabler's Gabler's game was good, but I thought it was lacking a final big move that let's say a Marianne had at the end. Um, so that's just my, uh, my immediate thoughts. And we could get on into all those details more further. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of problems with this. Number one, like, I mean, like you said, People are saying, oh, the biggest move of the season or the biggest move is taking out Jesse. Well, that would be if it was a vote out. Making fire is not a move. I I don't care what people say. It's not not a move if you take someone out in fire. Cassidy sending somebody into fire is making a move. And again, like you said, we can debate this. That's why I've never liked Final Four fire making because the whole purpose of Survivor is a vote in terms of the social and strategic game. And to take that away at the Final Four is so critical that I feel like it just doesn't have a place at that point in the game. If you want to have fire making as part of the game, do it at final five, do it earlier in the merge. I just don't think it's the right place here. And some people might say, well, you know, Jesse was going to go home anyway. I mean, if anything, that gave Jesse an extra life to have the fire making, but it's like Jesse would have played his game differently if he knew he had a final four vote as opposed to a final four fire making. You could argue maybe he would have waited one extra week to take out Cody or maybe he would have cut Cody right at the final four. Like you don't know. So I mean, people might, might say, oh yeah, that gave him a second chance, but I feel like it just still is not great to have there regardless. Cause you're taking out the strategy and the vote part of the game. But the biggest thing that bothered me, like you said, was it really felt like, and Gordon Holmes said this, like based on exit press, it was pretty clear. Whoever won the fire was going to win the season. If it was, Jesse winning, Jesse would have won. If Owen took out Jesse, he would have won. Gabler did it, he won. And you can make the arguments if Cassidy did it herself, she would have won. And I also agree that she should not have to give, she should not have to give up immunity like to put herself into fire. And, and, and this is so funny because everybody was saying this on Twitter. We, I love how like the jury is calling out the person who won the final immunity challenge saying we really would. And it looks like uh, Ryan lost connection for a second, but oh, he's back. Let me just add him real quick. All right, we're good. I, I you know, what's funny. I, I I hit one of these side buttons on my mouse, and I I, <laughs> kicked, my, I kicked myself out of the room. Um, <laughs> we've done so many podcasts, I've never done that before. Kicked myself out. Um, but basically, what I was saying was, it's just so ironic to me that Dylan, for years, people made fun of Eric 
for giving up his necklace. And now we're essentially saying, oh, you're not going to give up your necklace and make a big move? It was so counterintuitive. I don't think Noel was in the right there to, to kind of get on Cassidy's case. And neither was Jesse, honestly, for getting on Cassidy's case. So a lot of issues here with the Final Four fire making, but I do feel like Cassidy had a more consistent game uh, than Gabler did, but we can keep talking about it. Yeah, and before we move on, I want to make it clear that uh, Gabler did was clearly a lot smarter than anybody anticipated. I think that I'm disappointed in the producers that we didn't see more of Gabler's relationship building because clearly that was a major part of why he won the season. I would rather, as a viewer, um, be able to see those relationships and be less surprised by the winner than be surprised and more confused of why the winner won. And I'm not saying I'm completely confused. It's just it would have been nice to see Gabler's relationship with everybody. So this way it would have been a quote-unquote least shocking uh, vote, and it would have been easy to understand. I do think in Ga- to give Gabler plenty of credit, number one, uh, amazing by him that he's donating the entire uh winnings to an amazing cause so shout out to gabler for that uh obviously helping veterans is extremely important to him and just extremely important in general so that was amazing to see um and again just such a selfless act and uh, just again amazing to see um and two gabler was extremely good at final tribal council i do have to give him credit he whereas players like him in the past have struggled to display their game. He knew exactly what he was going to say. He knew exactly how to appeal to the jury, which is very important. And everything they said, you know, everything that he said, they were laughing at, they were enjoying. So I want to give Gabler credit for really turning it on at the end and doing a great job at final tribal council. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, I think they all, I think they all did a decent job at final tribal. I don't think anybody, really bombed any questions. I think obviously at the end, Cassidy taking credit for the Ryan move when she shouldn't have obviously did not make her look great to the jury. But I think at that point, their minds were honestly already made up the way they were laughing and joking around with Gabler. But I thought, I thought they all did a decent job. I mean, even Owen, who somebody that was an underdog and he knew like I've been left out of votes. I had to fight back a lot. I can't claim that I've played a great, great game, but I can at least own what I've done and try to see if they want an underdog story. And I think Owen did a good job. The jury did seem to give him a lot of credit for his grit and fighting back. But like when you've been left out of that many votes and you've had no agency, it's tough to get the respect. And I think the biggest reason why I was shocked at the votes, by the way, the irony is not lost upon me. And I realized this, that um, Gabler won seven to one. We almost had a perfect game by Gabler because he had no votes against him, which blows my mind because it's only been JT – um, JT Earl, technically Jeremy, if you don't count his idol n- n- negations with Kelly's uh, Kelly's idol, but basically one of the few perfect games. Oh, and also um, Cochran. So it's like the fact that Gabler was that close, other than James, was crazy to me. Um, but I think the biggest thing with Gabler that I keep coming back to is, and Dylan, I texted you this. It's like I don't mind being surprised by the edits. Like obviously. I don't want a predictable season. Like, I, no offense to Redemption Island. I, I know you like you like Redemption Island, but like, if I know who the winner is going to be by episode three, it's a little too predictable. Like a Kim Spradlin, a, um, a Rob. But like, on the other hand, I don't want to be completely blindsided where I just don't know where it came from. 
and obviously I have to walk back that um, I have to walk back the fact that I said Gabler had no shot to win and he was drawing dead. Clearly I was incorrect. I still feel like, and Dylan, we've been debating for the first 16 minutes, this vote, was it the right decision? At least with Marianne and Erica, we at least got to a point where we said, okay, we understand how Erica got here. And granted, it took a while to understand that for Erica. We understand how Marianne got here, what Marianne's big move at the end was. But I still feel like we're scrambling to figure out this is just so surprising. And it also was a big letdown that it wasn't Jesse. And I think that that's why people have very mixed opinions on this finale and also this season. I don't think Cassidy was as sure of a lock in the end as we thought she was, but I still feel like, again, the biggest thing that I would say, Dylan, let me pass it back to you. The rider dies. we we saw a couple confessionals where Cody was working with Gabler and Jesse was working with Gabler, but that name was never mentioned until final tribal. And really, if Jesse, Gabe, Gabler, and Cody were really this big swing threesome, I wanted to see more of it. Like, because I feel like that would have explained a lot more. And yes, maybe Gabler was being brought votes at the last minute. But if he was at least working with Jesse and Cody more consistently, that would have explained a, a bit more to us. Yeah, I, I feel like, I, you know, knowing that Gabler was going to win the season, obviously the producers should have showed us some more conversations with him being a little bit more strategic, if that makes sense. Um, and what I mean by that is like, I would have loved to see his, um, you know, him building relationships. I would have loved to see more of those conversations with Cody and Jesse to where it would have seemed like he was a clear th- uh, third person in that alliance instead of just like, like all we really heard from Gabler this entire season was like, I'm hiding in plain sight. I'm hiding in plain sight. And obviously we all understand what that means, but I would have liked to have heard I'm hiding in plain sight, but I have relationship with this person. I have relationship with this person. I speak to this person. Like I would have liked to have seen all that play out personally. Um, and I just want to talk about a few things that were said in exit interviews that I thought were particularly interesting. Um, Owen, who was obviously the zero vote finalist said that he was quote unquote flabbergasted at the Gabler win. He said that if he were at the if he were on the jury, he would have voted Cassidy. And he's still trying to kind of figure out where the whole Gabler win came from. He said that in his opinion, he thought that people were so and even and I'll go to you know a few other comments and uh from the other players also. He said that he thought that the players were so fixated on Jesse um as gonna be the winner of the season that you know once you know Gabler took him out, it definitely played a big role. Um and then another thing is Carla admitted that she was extremely fixated on Jesse and that once Jesse was eliminated, she was like, well, what do I do now? Um, Jesse said he rewarded Gabler for the win because Gabler gave him the best answer when asked uh, how he pers- persuaded a vote, which we all saw that he gave the best answer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Jesse said that he did not tell Gabler that he had Cody's idols. So Gabler trusted him to go after Cody regardless, um, even if he had the idol basically and took that big risk, which uh, Jesse respected in the end. And that's why he gave ultimately Ga- That's why he gave Gabler his vote. Um, and then Cassidy from her vantage point, she said that from her understanding, Carla basically had no interest in voting for Cassidy and went back to the jury and 
completely basically pitched against her like she was like she said she was going to in that confessional. So I do think that there was definitely a little bit of a bitter jury going on. I think that um even even regardless of what they said, I think that mostly their minds were made up going into final tribal council, the jury, unless Gabler screwed up very badly for some reason. Um, and I just personally, from what we saw, from what we were given of Cassidy and what we were given of Gabler, I am surprised that she didn't get a lot of credit that, in my opinion, she deserved compared to Gabler and Owen. Yeah, so I, I saw something similar in the exit press that, I mean, the jury claimed to Jeff afterwards that they were kind of undecided and the questions really swayed them. And I, I again, I will give Gabler credit that he, I think he had great answers. I think he pitched his game pretty well. He wasn't just bumbling and making jokes. He did articulate his game well, and I give him credit for it. But I feel like to Cassidy's point, it did seem in her opinion, what she's saying is that yeah, like maybe the jury was swayed by some questions, but the way she was answering, people just didn't seem to respond facially at all. Like they seemed like they were already kind of had their minds made up that she was kind of talking to a wall. Um, I think the biggest thing for me as well was like, even though Owen, I knew Owen would probably have a hard time getting votes at the end just because of his lack of agency. I thought he had more friends on the jury. So I feel like to see Noel and... I thought for sure Owen could get Noel's vote, maybe Janine's vote, maybe Sammy's vote. I was just surprised that Gabler got some of those votes. I mean, if Gabler was going to win, okay, but I didn't think it was going to be seven to one. I thought Cassidy would have gotten one or two or Owen would have gotten one or two, um, especially, you know, when jurors are saying before final tribal, like, oh, like Noel's like, I'd rather vote for somebody who was on the bottom than somebody who just coasted on the top. And it's like, Okay, so you want to vote for your friend Owen, but you're not going to vote for Owen. You're going to vote for Gabler. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean granted, this could be all hindsight bias. The jury could be covering their tracks. The jury could be honest. But, I mean, it did seem that, like, Cassidy's pitch to the jury wasn't as respected as Gabler's pitch. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do think that, like, the other thing I had a problem with was, like, like, Carla and Jesse, and even though I I, I want to give Jesse a lot of credits, we all wanted Jesse to win, um, and I think Jesse was the best player of the season, best player in a while, hands down. I wasn't a fan of how he kept saying over and over again, like, oh, you know, Gabler gave me the best answers, which, great, that's why you should vote for him. But then he's like, I'm upset that she didn't take me out in fire. Like, did Jesse honestly think that she, that, that pitch was going to work? Like, Cassidy was never yeah. going to give herself up to face you in fire. And it seemed like Jesse was kind of upset that she didn't do it, but she shouldn't get critiqued for it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough. Like I thought that was a, like, I don't even think that should have been in the conversation at all. Right. Like if you, if you win final immunity challenge, then unless you're in like an Owen spot where you legitimately have not been on the right votes, the entire game, then you should not be expected to do that. Chris Underwood was not even on the freaking Island for the entire game. It makes sense that he was expected to do that. Uh, Owen, it would have made sense. Cassidy, in my opinion, based on what we saw, it didn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was it was definitely all interesting to see how that played out. Now, let me ask you this question because I see a lot of comments about it in the chat. If you were Cassidy, mm -hmm. then 
what would you have changed about your final tribal council speech and answers that would have potentially helped her to get more votes over Gabler? Again, I think it's tough because I, I almost feel like based on what I'm seeing from exit press, not, not just from her, but from other people as well, it almost seemed like at that point, like once Gabler had taken out Jesse and fire, it almost seemed like it was a done deal. What could she have done differently? Maybe she could have pitched her game in different ways. Like, in, like I think Cassidy said in her confessionals, like, I want to play a game where I'm making small, subtle moves, not big, flashy moves. Because as we see in the new era, your Ricards, your Shans, your Omers, your Highs, your Dreas, your Jessies, you make too big of a move and you're going to get targeted. So Cassidy was like, I want to play under the radar, subtle, slow moves where I'm always involved and that's going to be my consistent game. And I think she did try to say that at the jury, but the only thing I would say is like, she did say at points, you know, I was kind of running some moves. I was doing some things. I was kind of taking out people who were gunning for me. And I think what happened, and I saw this uh, theory on Reddit, the jury, whether or not you call them bitter, the jury seemed to have a perception of their game where they were the main character. Like, and, and obviously we're all the main character of our own story in life, but like, it's clear that, you know, Jesse saw himself as the player of the season. Carla probably saw herself as like the player of the season. Cody thought he was a great player. And I guess when Cassidy was saying like, oh, I was making subtle moves, good. But I was really taking out those on my list that were gunning for me. That's where I think maybe those players were like, oh, so you're trying to take a lot more credit than you deserve. And maybe she kind of cracked their egos a little bit. So maybe she could have pitched her subtleness and her shadow gameplay a bit more. But at that point, it still may have been a lost cause at that point. I don't know. Yeah, I think what I would have changed is she should have, and I she was, she was asked about this, when she was asked about her persuade, like which vote she persuaded, and then she kind of got caught with the Ryan thing that she said, I kind of feel like that was her chance to like, to kind of just pitch that she wanted Carla gone and eventually Carla went at final five. She I think, should have done that one, yeah. Yeah, I think that that would have been the move to answer that, right? It was like she could have said, Carla played a very similar, you know, and, and I, again, I don't know how this would have worked out because it, it was clear that Carla, I don't want this to sound too harsh, but it almost seems like Carla viewed Cassidy as like a little sister that she never wanted to lose to. And once, you know, they kind of were butting heads a little bit at the end, it was like, it was done. Like there was no way Carla was going to give her credit for anything. There was no way Carla was voting for her at the end. Um, but if I were Cassidy, I would have told the rest of the jury, um, I, I was able to get the information based on my relationships that Carla was gunning for me. I had to make sure that Carla left this game before we hit the final four. She left at final five. I would have like pitched it more that way and maybe pitched a more in order to stroke their egos. I knew that Carla was a great player. I knew that James was a, James. Obviously, she, she got James's vote, but I knew that James was a great player. So I lined with them. And they were more vocal than me, so I was able to hide behind them and use them as a shield to move forward. I think that there's better ways she could have articulated it. Again, um, I don't know if it would have worked um, based on what we saw at Final Tribal Council, but it is interesting because I don't think there's... While, while I think that Cassidy deserved the vote, I also think that it's not a conversation that Gabler pretty easily outperformed Cassidy at final tribal council. 
Right. And I think one thing I'll say about Carla as well, because again, I, I am a big fan of Carla. I think if Jesse was the best player of the season, Carla was probably the second best. I thought she did a really great job up until the end there. And I think I was just a little disappointed when, and I, I'm never a fan of this in reality TV games that we watch anyway, when she was basically threatening that like, if I get voted out, I'm going to tank your game with the jury. Like, I, I just don't love that in general. Um, Cause I felt, I felt like she was punishing Cassidy for like, for Carla went after Cassidy at one point at the final seven, when Sammy got voted out, she went for Cassidy. And I, and I, at the time, Dylan, I felt like Cassidy was, was getting punished for Carla going after her. What I didn't realize, and this actually, once again, explains more things that was left out in the editing, which is why we need longer episodes or we need more secret scenes posted. Cassidy actually reveals that she found out about Carla's idol all the way back when Janine got voted out. Because to us, we didn't know how recent that was. That was all the way back at Final 11 at this point. And apparently Cassidy had gone to Sammy at one point because Sammy notoriously was in the middle. And I think earlier in the game, like around Janine, Ryan, James, Cassidy actually pitched to Sammy, hey, I know Carla has an idol. Maybe we we should get out Carla. And Sammy wasn't really buying it. And I feel like at some point, Carla probably caught wind of this at some point that Cassidy was trying to plant some seeds. So that explains, I think now, why Carla went after Cassidy to begin with, because Carla knew that Cassidy knew about her idol and that Cassidy probably was trying to make some moves. And that also probably then explains more why she's probably threatening her game. Because at first I was like, you're going to threaten her game after you came after her in the first place, but now it kind of makes more sense which again proves we need to see more that's being left out. Yeah, I think, you know, when you think about it pretty deep, at the end of the day, Gabler and Cassidy's games were not too far apart in the sense that they both wanted to play under the radar games and they both were able to successfully do that and get to the end. Um, I think ultimately, you know, what lifted Gabler over the top was just, you know, his relationships um, which were clearly a lot stronger uh, than we were led on to by what we saw, in, uh, you know, based on the, all the other episodes of the season. I think the, the the problem here is is that I went into last night's episode legitimately not knowing if the rest of the cast liked or respected Gabler. Do you feel the same way about that? Whereas if we knew that if Gabler was portrayed to us as, you know, a really likable guy, but no one really thought he had a chance to win, uh, so he was hiding in plain sight, but really, really likable, then it would have made more sense. But like we were we were led on to believe that Janine hated this guy. And then all of a sudden, at final tribal council, she was like all excited to see Gabler, uh, excited to come clean to him. And like she voted for him in the end. So again, I think there was a little bit of a disconnect um, with the edit of Gabler and what may, what may have been the actual Gabler. Um, and I wish we could have seen more of his relationships. But I do think that the Cassidy versus Gabler debate is one of the more interesting ones we've had in a while. Um, so I'm happy that we were able to spend plenty of time on this. Yeah. I think what I'll say um, is that, and maybe this was just a way to show Gabler's growth over the season that maybe he started off kind of on the outs. Cause again, he's older. He's, he is the second oldest winner after Bob from Gabon and <laughs> The irony is not lost upon me that the season was literally Gabon 2.0 in terms of the messiness, 
the um, the alliance is falling apart. The old, older guy wins. So it really was like a modern day Gabon. But um, I guess early on they were just trying to say to us, he's older. He has to fit in with these younger kids. And he kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But maybe over time he got into all these alliances and he in the end was very likable. But you're right. Like when I see for the first five episodes – People making fun of Gabler, people yelling at him for putting palm fronds on them, people calling Gabler. I remember that challenge where Gabler was trying to do something and Owen and Sammy were like, like, shut up or thanks, professor. Like they were being really snide to him. And, and so the whole season, I'm like, oh, well, Gabler's not liked by his peers. He's not going to win. And, you know, clearly we didn't see enough to show how likable he was to the jury. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I again, I wish we had seen the relationships as that was going to be the Gabler story. Besides the hiding in plain sight, because at the end of the day, he won. He won because the people on the jury really liked him. Uh, yeah. Not not only because he was he was uh, hiding in plain sight. So really interesting ending to this season. I do want to talk about Jesse a little bit right here. Obviously, in everybody's opinion, Jesse was an overwhelming favorite going into this finale, and he fell just short, which just shows that at the end of the day, you do need to be able to somewhat compete or win a challenge here or there in order to have a chance at winning. Um, unless you're, uh, I guess, unless you're Tony Kagiyan, who I don't think won any challenges. Nope. Um, but he ended up, you know, went, in Winners of War, he, and that was a major part of, of, his, of his game, being able to win challenges. So, uh, yeah, Jesse, um, obviously, in my opinion, the best player of the new era so far, I would be, I would be very surprised if we don't see, I'm going to assume that season 46 is going to be the returnee season because all like the hints that were being dropped or the dots that are being connected, the casting website says that they're casting for season 45 where they would normally say 45 and 46. So I'm just going to guess that there are returnees on that, on that season 46. I would be surprised if Jesse's not out there for that, especially given the fact that in the exit interview, he said that he will 1000% be back. If asked, he just needs to play a very different game. So I'm curious to see how he'll adjust that. But wow, this was a, it, it was a crazy season for Jesse. He was an incredible, incredible player. Um, easily one of the best to never win. And I mean, look, it was ultimately, he was one challenge short of playing a dominating game. Me and you, um, we're debating earlier in the season and before the season, we said, is it really possible in this new modern day game to play a completely dominant game and win? And I think Jesse proved to us that despite losing, it is possible. Like he, all he had to do was win one of the last two challenges um, between either the immunity challenge or the fire making challenge. So yeah, I think that it is, yeah. It, you know, it is possible to play a dominating game. We we almost we were one challenge away from being uh, from seeing it. So shout out to Jesse. The him losing was a the fire making was a pretty powerful moment as well. Um, you could see that, you know, everyone else kind of felt the same way there. So it was crazy. I mean, it, it took a record. It took a record Ugh. record uh, fire making performance to beat him. I think it's clear not just to the audience, as you could see from both you know, podcasts like ours from people on Twitter and then even the players out on this, on the Island. And you could even argue the producers. I think a lot of people were pulling for Jesse in this season. I think it's viewed kind of differently if Jesse is our winner and proves how dominant he was in this new era. And I think again, 
what did it because I think I don't think people can say he peaked too early. He really only started getting looks at the final six, and then he had an idol at five. So he, he really peaked at the right time. He didn't peak too early. He proved that you can play really hard and you don't have to just play a very quiet game in this new era. I just think it really came down to, like you said, he just couldn't win a challenge. And obviously, you don't have to win challenges to win this, this the show. Obviously, you said Tony Kagian, Sandra, and Heroes, Heroes versus Villains. Like, I mean, I mean, again, even Jeremy didn't win a challenge until the very last second in Cambodia anyway. So you don't have to win challenges to win the game. I don't think challenge wins or fire making should be on someone's resume. Just I don't think that's a key part of the game, in my opinion. But I really do feel like if Jesse could have just won the final four challenge, or if he could have just won fire, if he could have just won a challenge. And I think that's the other point where it's like, we keep talking about repetition, like hiding in plain sight, all these phrases keep getting repeated, but now we don't know how to interpret them. Do we interpret them as it's actually true? Like Erica, Lion, Lamb, Gabler hiding in plain sight. And that's what comes to fruition. Or like some of us thought like me, that's going to throw us off where it's like, okay, he's the alligator, but I said the jury won't respect him for it. I think that's the same thing with Jesse, where it's like, how many times, Dylan, did we hear Jeff say in the last three weeks, Jesse has not won a challenge. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, he's going to pull one out at the last minute. He's going to pull out the fire making. He's going to pull out final four. And Jesse just could not win a challenge to save his life. And I just feel like it's just super unfortunate. I mean, obviously it was an emotional exit for him and he obviously deserves his flowers, but I'm, 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 I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, and and let's go let's go back because I saw some people talking about it. Now that we know the results of the season, was it still the right move to take out Cody um, when he did? I think the answer, and I've been thinking about this, is yeah, it was the right move. Uh, based on what he said and based on what the jury told us, Cody was the clear favorite to win the season, and Jesse, it didn't seem like Jesse could beat Cody. So he needed to get him out, especially considering Cody was an immunity threat. So all of a sudden, you bring Cody to Final Five, and he has an idol. He's guaranteed Final Four. He now has a chance to, one, win the Final Four immunity challenge or the fire, which, given Cody's track record and challenges, there's a decent chance he pulls out at least one of those, right? So I think that if Cody survives that vote, there's a decent chance that he's going to the Final Three, and Jesse simply didn't think that he could beat Cody at that point, even if he was brought there by Cody. So would he have maybe made the final three? Yes. Does he get the win? Uh, clearly, based on even Jesse's account, I don't think he does. Um, and the other thing is, I guess the only thing that he could have done differently, and this is a completely hindsight type of thing, is the only way for Jesse to have potentially won this season it was to target Gabler at final five. Um, clearly given the fire making, but it didn't seem like anybody knew that Gabler was good at fire because Gabler told us in his exit press that he downplayed his fire making the entire season and kind of just didn't really make it or let other people do it. So, you know, and, and plus, you know, I think Jesse would have had a hard time getting everybody else on board to vote Gabler anyway, because Owen really wanted Carla out. Cassie really wanted Carla out. So was he really going to be able to swing, uh, the vote for Gabler, I, I highly doubt it. So I, I think, I think that ultimately Jesse made all the right moves and was one challenge short. Yeah. So Gabler said in his final tribal that he had the rider dies with <clears throat> Jesse and Cody, but he also had a final three Alliance or he had an underdogs Alliance 
with Cass and Owen. And earlier, a few episodes ago, we see Gabler whispering to Owen on the beach, I have a plan for us to get the final three, but he, we never found out who that third person was. Clearly it was Cassidy and that's who he wanted to go with. Cause he found out that he could beat them. Um, but I feel like, Jesse at the final five, and we, we can get into this more with our you know chrono- chronological recap, but I think Jesse had the right idea at five where he was like, I don't want Carla to go. Because if Carla goes at five, clearly Jesse was the next biggest threat. And if Carla stays at final five and Cassidy goes, or to your point, if Gabler goes, what happens? If Carla's at final four, people are obviously throwing her into fire, not only because she's a threat, but because... Unfortunately, with her hands, she probably would have struggled a bit making fire as well. And Jesse, rightly so, would have, unless he won immunity, let's just, let's just say for sake of argument, Cassidy went out of five. Then it was Gabler, Owen, Carla, Jesse. Obviously, everybody's still going to throw Jesse into fire, but you could argue G- Gabler and Owen would have brought each other and Carla would have gotten thrown into fire with Jesse and Jesse would have had a better shot to be Carla clearly than Gabler. So he had the right idea that Carla should have, um, Cassidy should have went instead of Carla. Or if he targets Gabler and says, well, let's see, Cass and Carla would never take each other at this point anyway, so that saves me there. So maybe I should take out Gabler at this point and go with Owen, Cass, and Carla. I think either way, whether it was Cass or Gabler, Jesse was correct. I I don't think Carla was the right move for him to leave at five, but I guess he just couldn't pull the votes to save Carla at that vote. So that is a really interesting point, right? Because I had forgot for a second that he originally was targeting Cassidy. And I think that if he votes, right. So I said he could have targeted Gabler in Final Five. Also, if he, like like you said, if he targets Cassidy, seemingly based on the results, his chances significantly are increased to win the game. Um, I also think that Gabler, I mean, the only situation he wins was the situation that happened last night as well. So everything, you know, broke, was able to, you know, break perfectly for him. Whereas if Carla gets to the final three with Owen and Gabler, it, it's a wrap. Carla would have won the season. I think it's clear mm-hmm. based on how the vote went, especially. Um, and it seemingly Carla had a lot of influence on that. Like people respected Carla a lot. And Jesse in his exit interview as well said that he was extremely scared of Carla for that exact reason. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to risk uh, the chance of sitting next to her at final three at all. So I think that given that Carla pretty easily wins if she gets to the end versus Gabler and Owen. So, you know, interesting. Um, so, I, yeah. I, so, oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say before Ryan gets to his point, thank you, everybody who's watching right now. If you got any questions, drop them in the chat and we'll get to them. We got plenty of time. Also, um, be, uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you aren't already. Really helps us out a lot. And Ryan, let's get to your point, and then we will get to questions in a little bit. Yeah, so my my other question for you was, now that we've been talking about Final Five, let's go back to that for a second. Do you think it was a mistake, and and if if Jesse mentioned this in his exit press, please let me know, because I haven't gotten to listen to all of it yet, um, with it being a long night last night with the finale, but do you think it was a mistake for Jesse to prematurely show his idol at Final Five rather than pulling it out at the boat reveal like because obviously most people when jeff says if you have an idol now's the time to do so people surprise others and they take it out right there but jesse earlier on in tribal is like sorry guys i can't go home tonight i have the idol and that's where we get to a live tribal i don't i don't like live tribals yada 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 but 
I, I would say Jesse prematurely did that. Why couldn't he just keep his idol and vote Cassidy? And maybe he was the only one to vote for Cass. But I think I saw an exit press that Owen was going to vote Carla at that vote no matter what. So let me ask you, Dylan, do you think that it, A, it was a mistake for Jesse to pull his idol out when he did at Final Five? And whether or not he did it, would it have mattered either way? So I actually think Jesse gave a direct um, answer to this in his exit press. I'm actually trying to find it so I can read it because I think it gives a lot of insight. Uh, okay, so here, while you're, while you're looking here for it, is, it, here, I, it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. So Dalton Ross asks him, quote, you also had Janine's idol, and really the only thing you had to figure out was the most dramatic way to play it for the jury. So tell me about the different ways you considered doing that. And then Jesse says in his exit press, quote, I mean, for me at five, obviously I could have just saved it until the votes are read and played it or whatever. But I have so much respect and love for Carla. And when she's on the defensive, she is good. She is very persuasive. And her throwing out my throwing my name out, I was very scared that she was going to convince them to actually write my name down and send me home. So what I wanted to do at that tribal was pull out the idol just to make sure that there was nobody who was going to do that and no funny business that was going to happen. I wanted to steer them away from voting me out, even as convincing as Carla could be, uh, can be. Um, yeah. So, so I, he, then, then his, the last sentence of that. So I wanted to make sure that that was out there, that the cat was out of the bag and I wasn't going home that night. So interesting to say, right. He wanted to make sure that no votes were going on him, but I'm curious to know, like, if Carla had swayed them and the votes were going his way, then theoretically he could have just picked off in a one nothing vote, whoever he wanted to go home. That being said, yeah. it seems like it seems like he had made up his mind about Carla at this point. So based on Carla being his choice, it didn't really matter if that makes sense. Yeah, and again, but and I, I appreciate you finding that, that quote actually from Dalton's article. I, I guess what I don't understand still is like when he says, I wanted to make sure the votes weren't coming my way. But he has the idol, and he's going to play it for himself no matter what. He's not going home regardless. So I, I almost wonder why it matters. The only thing that I can think of, and I hope this isn't the case because I feel like this is what got high in, high in trouble last season, it almost seemed like Jesse wanted to maintain his perfect record. It almost – even if even if the idol negated the votes, when he says, quote, like, oh, I wanted to uh, do that because Carl was on the defensive, and I wanted to make sure no votes were coming my way when – if you have the idol, it doesn't matter if votes come your way at that point. It's final five. It's the last night you can use it. But I'm wondering if he was trying to preserve his perfect record. Because you even see when he says to Carla when she leaves, like, you had to throw a vote my way. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't let you have a perfect record. So maybe maybe it was because of that. I, so I, I, hope it, I hope it wasn't that, like, not petty. I, I hope it wasn't, like, that simple. But I wonder if it was. Yeah, that is interesting. And then I would say before we get to questions – Really, the only thing that we haven't touched on is like <laughs> Owen. I mean, this guy had the most Charlie, like that, that, that the Charlie Brown analogy was maybe the most perfect analogy that has ever been used in Survivor. And this is of uh, error that every single time they go to tribal council, there's 7 million analogies of tribal council. This mm. one may have been the most spot on ever used. I mean, it's clear to me that Owen has a lot of potential has, you know, brains for the game, but just can never really get his footing. Um, 
and I'm curious to see how he would do on a different season with different casts. So I think that Survivor really likes him considering how many times they, you know, how many confessionals he got this season, despite being a zero vote finalist. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like Owen and I hope he gets another shot. I I agree. Um, I have one more question for you, or I guess one more statement before we get to the actual questions. I know we're going to have a lot. What are your thoughts after three seasons of the new era? What are your thoughts on the reunion format and your thoughts on the round table? Now, now, the, now the jury round table, we've seen this ever since game changers where ever since that point, it's no longer individual questions. People come up, they give a statement or a question. They sit back down the next person. Now it's just a group discussion. And thankfully we've moved away from like that stupid thing where, where it's like, all right, well, let's get to the outwit portion. The outplay portion. Like that was always <laughs> so forced. I'm glad that now it's just an open discussion. But Dylan, my, my two critiques here, and I, and I feel like this is like the most negative I've been on a podcast in a while, but, but I obviously still really enjoyed things overall. Um, number one, I feel like I want to go back to individual questions because now when we have an open jury format, I feel like it's a lot more groupthink. I think it's a lot more of people coming into it saying, oh, we, we, want, we want Gabler to win or – Okay, Marianne's going to win or Tony's going to win, Tommy, whoever it is. I think the winner has already kind of been decided already based on these open group formats. The second thing I will say, and then I'll pass it back to you, is I understand for COVID reasons why they did the island reunion. And Jeff has said, whether or not he goes back to 39 days, Jeff has said, I would love to go back to an audience format at some point. Now, if things are better, hopefully for 45 and on, they do that. I feel like, honestly, this is not great the way they do the live reunion because did you see Owen's exit press when Dalton or someone asked him about the reunion and Owen was like, I, I, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Like he was like, we are so drained at that point. And like, I just lost and I was kind of shattered and I was blown away by Gabler winning and they immediately go into a reunion. It's almost like whiplash and Cassidy was having like a panic attack at Ponderosa I almost feel like they should come back like the next night. Like let, let them sleep and then the next night maybe do it. I, what are your thoughts on the final tribal and then also the reunion at this point? I think you make a good point about the groupthink portion of it. I actually used the word groupthink to my brother this morning. We were discussing and I said the Gabler decision felt like it was groupthink. Like it was all like every like they all knew in my opinion that they were going to vote Gabler. Um, and again, I think it was a lot of groupthink. Um, I do think that it's interesting if you changed it to be individual questions again. I think there would be a lot less uh, groupthink. Um, speaking, speaking of, I just happened to see this question where it's yeah, like, yeah, I don't and think Jay, it's a coincidence that. Jay makes a great point. He says, all jury votes in the new era have been 7-1. What do you guys think of that? I think that it could be a product of, this is something I actually never thought of. So thank you for bringing that up, Ryan. I think it could be a product of the new system. And now in terms of the reunion show, <laughs> I mean, it's not even a reunion show. It's a it's it's a post show. Um, it, it's rough. That's all I got to say. One, I I don't want to say I paid the closest attention last night to, the, to it because I was in shock at what had happened, and I literally I watched it. I didn't watch it live, so I was busy scrolling through my phone looking at reactions uh, on Twitter while mm-hmm. I watched it. Um, but yeah, it's rough. It's rough for the losing finalists. I mean, I, I can't imagine being in that spot, being Owen or Cassidy and having to sit through that. I mean, it's rough. Um, again, you, like you said, if they want to keep the reunion show out there, then maybe do it the night after. Um, in my opinion, I just say go back to doing it as a live reunion. But 
you know, when, when players have had 10 months to process everything that happens. Um, but look, I mean, it is what it is. I COVID changed a lot of stuff. Will things go back to the way they were? Uh, I originally would have said no chance. They go back to the way they were. That being said, we've seen some positive movement in terms of changes that fans wanted from 41 and 42 now to 43. So I'm hoping that maybe if it slowly goes in that direction, still, we could maybe get that, but who knows? Well, but definitely for, definitely for 44, we will have uh, the same thing. So yeah, 44 is because 44 was filmed back to back with 43, like the 41 and 42 were. So we are going to see a very similar format with the three tribes and you know we're gonna have like a earn the merge and we're gonna have like it's gonna feel very similar it's all c- cookie cutter it's gonna feel very similar same reunion i'm hoping for 45 the new era or 45 just feels a lot more fresh at this point um but hey if you have any suggestions don't forget you can write to survivor shoutout <laughs> and you can tell jeff i don't like the reunion formats bring back the auction i hated this i didn't like like you can voice your opinion. <laughs> Somebody said this on Twitter. Someone's like, I would love just, I would pay any amount of money to be the intern on that email for like one hour and just see what people are sending in. I, I can't, honestly, I can't imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing before we get to questions is, yeah, I don't want to seem like uh, we're, although I was generally negative at the decision that was made, I understand why the decision was made. Um, so even though if I was sitting there, I would have voted Cassidy. I understand why the votes were given to Gabler. I just was giving my opinion on this podcast. Um, generally, we've been extremely positive about this season, and that doesn't change for me, right? So even though I was not exactly satisfied with the winner compared to a lot of other seasons, I still think this was a very good season, and I think it was the best season of the new era so far, despite the fact that I was you know, not huge on, on the winner. I think that if Jesse had won, it would have gone much higher. Uh, given the fact that Gabler won, I would say it slowly, it dropped a little bit. But for me, it's it, it's still a good season. It's still the best of the new era, in my opinion. And I think it's going to age well because I think a lot of these players are going to come back and be staples of the new era. Yeah, I think as we go through questions, I, I think somebody actually asked about like our, our opinion, like of like where where we, we where we would rank it in general or where we would rank it against the new era. I think we both agree it's better than forty one. I think with 42, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think if Jesse had won, I would have said it's the best of the new era and 43's the best of 40, 41, 42, 43. But now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth and I'm not sure if I liked this one more than 42. I mean, I feel like in terms of my ranking, and obviously it's the, it's the day after I need to let, let it sink in for longer, I don't think it did enough to be a top 20 season. I, I still think it's bottom half like 20 to 43. Um, I mean, and we could talk about this as well as we go through questions, but like, I feel like the season kind of started slow. It got really exciting in the middle and it got really exciting up until the end. And then it kind of fell on a pretty flat note, honestly, Dylan. And the twists were better. There was no do or die. There was no hourglass. There was no silly idle phrases. And the cast was messy and fun, but I still feel like the best player didn't win. Or even in Marianne's case, it's like, you took you at least you took out the best player. Like Gabler didn't really take out the best player. He just beat him in a fire challenge that Jesse had no shot in whatsoever. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's not top 20. I don't think it's as bad as bottom 10. So I would say for me, it's probably right now between 24 and 30 is for me. So okay. Yeah. I would yeah. 
I don't know where exactly where I would have it, but I would say that for me, it's like, it's tough. Cause like, right. I get heated talking about uh, the decision that was made on this podcast. And then who knows what I'm going to think two years from now. Right. Um, if you look back and I, I sent you this comparison, I saw people talking about it on Twitter and I kind of resonated with it. People were, in my opinion, I think I saw it. People were comparing it to season 38, which I thought was interesting to the point where I think season 38 was a really, really good cast. Obviously we had a lot, we had a couple of returning, we had a few returning players, but we also had some like really interesting and fun new players, um, you know, ranging from, you know, war dog to Devons to Lauren to Victoria. Uh, there were, you know, a lot of great players in that season, uh, new players along with the returnees. So I thought that cast was really good it just fell a bit short with the ending where I kind of feel like this is the same way. I think that a lot, we got a lot of good new players in the season and it may have fell a little bit short for me in this ending. So, mm-hmm. and I look back at 38 right now and a lot of people rank it extremely low because of what happened at the end. And I completely understand that. But for me, it's like, I enjoyed the season. I just didn't enjoy the end, the ending. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's get to questions. Yeah, and we have a lot of questions. Yeah, we um, so I'm gonna look through easily the most uh, uh, the most the chats popped off all season. So love to see it. Thank you guys once again. Um, I'm going to look right now. All right, let's see. So the Ohio State for the win wants to know: Is Jesse the best strategic player in the new era? He is right on par with Ricard and o- Omer from the last two seasons, respectively. IMO. Uh, yeah, I, I think Jesse's the best. Like, pretty clearly the best of the new era. I think he did. He did a, a few things. You know, how do I describe it? I think that the way he was able to manipulate some of the votes was better than ricard and omer was kind of like jesse although he fell a little bit shorter than omer uh no omer Omer was kind of like jesse in terms of bringing things together at the last minute um but he fell a little bit shorter than jesse so and given jesse's move on cody i would have to give him the edge so yeah i would say so i agree i think jesse is far and away the best player of this new era and i think when we talk about the best to never win you obviously mentioned sari you obviously mentioned rob sesternino I feel like you have to put Jesse in that conversation. I mean, I think what he did throughout the game was overall very impressive. His name never came up until the very end. And kind of like his trifecta of like, he's the one who kind of takes out Noel. He's the one that takes out Sammy in a way. And that move against Cody was just one of the best things we've we've ever seen. So I definitely think Jesse's the best of this new era. Yeah, I do agree. Um, all right, looking for another question right here. Um, let's see what we got. Um, okay, so th- this is kind of something that we spoke about before, um, and we talked about an alternate plan, but I'm going to bring it up again. So UNC Andre wants to know, did Cassidy realize that she shouldn't have taken credit for Ryan? She seemed, she seemed shocked that they decided to take him out previously to her convos with them yeah i think this was this was definitely a major slip up for cassidy in this final tribal council if i were her i would have played up the fact that she outlasted carla and was able to get her out that's what personally what i would have played at uh personally what i would have would have done because we saw cassidy and owen at that uh 
reward last night talking about they uh, how how badly Cassidy wanted Carla gone, correct? And then Jesse wanted to vote Cassidy, but then switches to Carla. So I think she could have made a case for sure that Carla was her persuasive vote. And I think, in my opinion, given the fact that they had played similar games and were in the same alliance, that would have been the better pitch to make than Ryan, who nobody really saw saw as a uh, strategic player. Yeah, I feel like it's tough. And, and now I wonder if we're going to see a shift going forward where people are going to think twice or they're going to second guess, should I claim credit for this move? Because in Cassidy's mind, she got out Ryan in her mind because the guys all could have just teamed up on her. And she felt like, okay, I actually convinced Ryan and Cody. Sorry, I convinced Cody and Jesse, and that made sense to me. But clearly... Cody and Jesse say to the jury and then Ryan kind of backs it up saying, well, no, you didn't convince us. We were already going to do it. And that decision cemented the rider dies with Gabler. So I feel like she shouldn't have taken credit for it, but I almost wonder how much could she have really known that in her mind, honestly. And I think just, I'm going to be curious now if people are going to really be careful and say, unless I know for a fact, like the Jesse Cody move, if I can take, or even like with Marianne and Omer, if I can take unequivocal credit for it, I will take credit for it. But if it's ever ambiguous, like, oh yeah, we're all on board to take out this person, you, you need to you need to think about was that a move you can take credit for, or is the jury going to resent you for it? Yep. Uh, all right. This is again, this is not a question, but I think this is just a point that I want to highlight again. Uh-huh. So Jay says here um, earlier in the podcast, he said. Cassidy's move was taking out Jesse by putting the best fire making fire maker up against him to beat him. So she deserves credit for putting Gabler and fire making against Jesse. Right. So this is the thing that I think that there was a disconnect between what I think, what a lot of people like Jay think and what the jury thinks. Um, the jury saw Gabler's, you know, record setting fire performance against Jesse and said, wow. But I think we have to forget, we have to remember, you know, who sent Gabler to fire for that specific reason, right? She told us, you know, in a confessional, she said, I need to pick whoever is the best that whoever's the best at fire so that Jesse goes home. Ultimately, it was her right. She earned that right to be the one that chooses who goes to fire. So for me, it was like, I think that the jury saw the fire making different than how the fire making should have been perceived. And it's a reason why I think that. I have now a big problem with the fire making. Yeah. I mean, I haven't liked fire making for a while. I've been more vocal about this. Um, and again, it was, and before the season, I feel like it just, I just didn't like to see it regardless. Cause it does take the strategy out of the final four and it just goes down to a simple fire. But now that the game is evolving, I am now nervous that more juries are going to say, no, we expect you to now give up your necklace. I really don't like that. So I hope that's not the trend that we are going towards, but we'll see. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned this before, but I just want to read a a tweet by Steven Fishback. He says, uh, well, Gordon Holmes tweets, uh, quote, based on exit press, it's pretty clear that whoever won the fire making challenge was going to win survivor 43. Mm -hmm. Steven says, quote, wait, really? That's idiotic. Who is saying that? If anybody quote unquote took out Jesse, it was Cassidy by winning immunity and sending in a silent, and sending in a, a silent assassin to slay him in fire. Gabler was the agent, not the decision maker. So that's yep. that's basically how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, UNC Andre has a funny comment here where it talks about if Owen, if Baca wasn't a hot mess and Janine got the bead stealthily, does that mean no one would have known about Carla or Cody's idols limiting the impact of knowledge is power? So many dominoes. I mean, Dylan, we, we've talked about this before on, on podcasts where we said, should we ever do a podcast about like butterfly effect or about like what, what, what would have happened if something else didn't happen? Gabler mentioned this a final tribal when I think Noel or someone said, what was your biggest mistake in the game? And Gabler was like, Night two, I almost got myself voted out because I told my tribe I lost the challenge. I'm going to not use my idol, and I'm going to play my shot in the dark. And Ellie saves Gabler, and Gabler wins the season, and this whole thing changes differently. So, yeah, Baca was a hot mess, and that's why we've been comparing the season to Gabon, mainly because of Baca. But, like, you never know how one action can just change the course of the season. Yeah, that is, that is a good point. Um, all righty. Let's see. So we answered some of these already. Um, Going to quickly look here. Yeah, so UNC Andre points out Tommy. Uh, he says Tommy didn't win anything in Island of the Idols, right? And he's the only winner post-20 to do so. Uh, yeah, Tommy in season 39 did not win any challenges and still won the season. Tom, Tommy basically, and we said this on the podcast. Actually, no, actually I wasn't on the podcast yet. It was you and Jordan back in 39. I've said right, to my yep. friends that Tommy basically played an old school game in the new school era where he just had made relationships, made moves to not have any advantages or idols at all. And I think the jury actually respected that fresh air. Um, Dylan, I'm seeing a lot of questions about 44. Do you want to save that for the end or go over it now? Um, we could say we could set, uh, save that for the end. I see okay. Jay has a question right here. So Jay wants to know, um, what if Owen still wins final five immunity with Carla cut at six mm -hmm. and Jesse is able to convince Cody to play the idol on Jesse. And then he plays a big blindside on Cody there. <sighs> that that's interesting, but so just just to go back and clarify, this is when we were talking about if it was still the right move for Jesse to vote out Cody at six. So Jay is basically saying, well, what if Carla gets voted out at six and then uh, Jesse tries to blindside uh, Cody at final five? Would he have been able to pull that off? I think that there's, you know, it's easy. At this point, you know, Cody would have had, if everyone has an even chance, Cody would have had a 20% chance of being immune for that. But if you take into account how good or bad people are at challenges, it's probably higher than 20% for Cody. So I feel like you can't rely on Cody. One, you can't rely on Cody not using his idol for himself in Final Five when it's the last time you could use it. And two, you can't rely on Cody losing an immunity challenge when there are only five left. So I think that it, you know, if you're Jesse, you had to take your shot at six. And the problem is that final five is, is the last night that you can use it. So in Jay's scenario, if I'm, if I'm reading Jay's comment correctly, if Carla had left at six due to Cody's big plan and Cody would have gotten more credits at that point, if it's final five and Jesse and Cody still have two idols, I don't think Cody gets blindsided there because even if he loses immunity, Cody, all he, Cody has to say to Jesse is let's just play both idols. I mean, it's the last night we can even use it anyway. So that's where I feel like, Everyone was saying, why not just keep Cody and have him bring you to the end? But it's like, Jesse really had no more chances to do it after that. All right. We got a question here from V Ohio state for the win. Uh, and again, we, we kind of went through this, but just to reiterate, um, 
he asks my first question for Dylan and Ryan are how would you both rank the first uh, three seasons of the new era? I would go in order. I would go 43, then 42, then 41. Um, 41, I I don't really need to explain why. I think that everyone knows there were a lot of issues with that season. Um, and the reason I have 43 over 42 is simply I thought that the best move of the season was better than the best move of the season of 42, despite the fact that Marianne's move is great, by the way. Um, and then yeah. also, I just I think overall, I think the cast was better. I think that there were more contenders, um, whereas... Whereas like 42, you kind of had a feeling that like you knew Romeo had no chance of getting any votes. Um, it just seemed like there were more contenders late into the process. You knew Jonathan was not going to get votes from the jury. Um, so yeah, I think 43, the cast is definitely better, which is why I like it more. I would agree as of right now. And like Dylan said, you can ask us a year from now and maybe our thoughts will have changed. But um, I would also go in order of 43, 42, 41. However... If Jesse had won, I would have definitive, definitively said it goes in that order. Because Jesse didn't win, and I think we're all still a bit shell-shocked by Gabler's win, they're probably like this for me. They're probably like neck and neck, and on a given day, I could actually flip 42 over 43. Because I do think the winner, and I do think the ending does have an impact. I think it really does. And I think I was able just to understand Marianne's win after her Omer move more than Gabler after him just taking out Jesse in a, in a curb stomping of a fire challenge. So right now I would say 43, 42, 41, but the, the first two are very close and I could see myself swapping them. And we have another question from Ohio state as well. He wants to know um, which players from the seat, uh, which players will be asked to play again from this cast um, he says that he thinks Jesse, Cody, Noel, and Carla are top foreign players being asked to uh, asked to play again with Owen possibly. So here's, and again, we could do a video about this. Um, we could do a video about, you know, players from the new era that yep. we think are at the top of the list. We should. Um, back. Um, that being said, I will, you know, get into this quickly now and say, I think Jesse is obviously a lock to return. I think Carla is a near lock to return as well. Um, and I see so the thing is like, you have to think about this, right? So if we're, if we're having a returnee season, I don't think that they're going to put Jesse and Cody on the same season because I think it would be like, it would be too much of a disadvantage for them. It's like, you know, when, if you look at seasons like winners at war, when Jeremy and Natalie were put on the same tribe to start the game, it was, it was a wrap. Like, I, I don't think you could, you could have a, Let's say that let's say that the the next returning uh, returnee season is forty six, and let's say that the theme is new era versus old era. I'm just throwing out an idea. If you put if you put Jesse and Cody on the same tribe, immediate threats right away just from st- strictly being in the same game. So I'm gonna say Jesse and Carla are the top two. I think Cody may come back in another season for sure. Um, I do see o- Owen coming back as well. And I could see Noel and I want to say that I could see uh, it, it's tough. Cause I, this is a really good cast. I would say definitively Jesse and Carla um, other players in the maybe tier. I, I would say very likely that Cody returns. So that's one tier, two tiers. And then the tier after those three would be like Owen, 
Noel and Sammy, I want to say, because Sammy's only 19. So I feel like that they casted him with the idea that he will grow into maybe being more mature on the next season he plays or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you and Ohio State. I mean, everyone that he said plus Sammy, I think. So that's essentially eighth place to like third place or second place. Like I think Noel, Sammy, Cody, Carla, Jesse, Owen, and maybe Cassidy. I don't know. But I think anywhere in that final eight, other than our winner, I think that I could see them all coming back. I think the one interesting thing I, w- I will say, Dylan, is like how – how do they how do they cast similar archetypes? Because you could argue, and I, yeah, I think Cassidy you could throw in there too. Um, how do you cast similar archetypes? Like obviously the young player was like our Xander, right? Do you argue that Sammy fills a similar archetype and is like, do, do you put them both on a season? Do you save one? Is Sammy like the new Xander in a way? Like, and they obviously didn't play exactly similar games. So I'm not trying to say that it's apples and apples with Sammy and Xander, but I wonder how you handle certain players of similar archetypes. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think like Sammy and Xander would be cast on the same season. So I think it's more likely like if you're having a returnee season, you'd probably cast Xander over Sammy, assuming you're having more forty-three players than forty-one players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just that's just my f- uh, yeah. first opinion. But um, mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying in the chat, Cassidy. Yeah, I. You could put me at the top of the of the of the peop, of the fan base that wants to see Cassidy return. Like I said earlier in this podcast, clearly I voiced my opinion on that I think she should have been the winner this season based on what the final three was. So I want to see her get another chance. I want her to learn from her mistakes at the final tribal council and you know see what she could do in a second chance. I would be all for that. All right. I'm looking for, uh, we have, obviously we have a lot of 44 questions. So like we said, we'll save those for the very end as we wrap up and we look forward to uh, 44. And obviously Dylan and I will have some off season coverage looking ahead to 44. I'm just looking to see if there's anything. I, else. I, I got one right here from okay. Jay. He says uh, lots of pre-merge stuff came into play for the arguments of the final three. So does this mean that more pre-merge stuff will come into play for future tri- uh, final tribal councils? I mean, I think it's situational. I think it depends on the season itself. Um, I feel like, honestly, a jury, unless it was, I mean, granted, the Ellie thing is so weird because it really was the merge, but it's not the merge because of the whole stupid earn the merge thing. Um, I feel like most juries don't care about what happened in the pre-merge. Like, if someone made a move on day eight, unless, like, that was like a Russell hands. Like, does it really matter what happened on day eight? So when Carl was even saying to Cassidy, I'm going to tell them that everything James and I did on Coco was not, you had no part in it. I almost wanted to say like, I don't think that stuff matters. I don't think the jury's going to care that Jesse took out Justine because Justine was a threat or he took out NECA. So, um, I, I Jay, I could maybe see if something was like really close to the merge, like right beforehand that it could have had an impact. But I feel like most pre-merge things don't have a big impact on the jury's perspective. Yeah. I think that the reason pre-merge came up so much is simply because of who was sitting at the final three, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we saw Jesse and Cody pretty much dominate the entire post-merge. So given Mm -hmm. the fact that they were not in the game, uh, somebody like Gabler was pitching his big move as something that happened pre-jerk pre-jury um mm-hmm. and i i just again i think the game was there for cassidy i think again she she was a little bit 
a little bit misguided on what she said was you know with certain things like like for for example um jay this is kind of a follow-up question from jay but he wants to know should cassie have made the argument that putting gabler into fire with jesse was her big move to take out jesse since she put the best fire maker into the game to take out the biggest threat i think yeah i think she should have probably harped on that more uh because ultimately this was her move and not gabler's move so again i think that it had to do the pre-merge talk had to do with who was there compared to who pretty much swayed a lot of the votes post-merge that was not that was you know not sitting there anymore I mean, I just thought she answered, I mean, not, not to keep going back to this, but I think she did answer the question perfectly. Because, I mean, Jeff said to Jesse at Final Four, like, what was your pitch to to Cassidy? And and Jesse was like, well, I said, if I'm the biggest threat, maybe you should be the one to take me out and fire. And I think Cassidy had the perfect answer where she was like, I've done enough up to this point where I feel like I don't need to, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to sacrifice my safety because I won this challenge. I don't need to prove that. So... I maybe she could have, maybe she could have made that pitch. Um, yeah, I think I think now we could talk about uh, 40, 40, sorry, 44. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's a perfect way to end. Once again, thank you everybody for watching. We're gonna get to Survivor forty four right now. A preview there. If you're watching still, thank you. Be sure to like the video, subscribe if you haven't. Follow the socials below. We are very close to five hundred subscribers. So if we get there, that would be great. Um. Anyway, Survivor forty four. Whew. So. Interesting preview. I think it was a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. It wasn't like normally we see like uh play a lot of like player confessionals in the preview. And this we only saw I think like two or three. And it was instead like a guy talking over a, a presumably the same guy climbing up a rock and then falling down. And then we saw, you know, what looks like medical attending to somebody. Uh whether they're big, I don't know like what that, you know, how, how serious it is or whatever, but it looks pretty serious based on the preview. Uh, they clearly played it up as a, as, as a physically punishing season. Um, and to me, it reminds me a little bit of Korong, the preview to that, where I remember yeah. they hyped that up as like the most physically punishing season ever. And here they seemingly did the same thing. So I'm very interested in that. Um, again, didn't really get, a lot on you know any certain player at all but yeah i i don't i don't have like a ton of thoughts on it although i'm like sort of intrigued by the mystery of it so yeah i i i also wrote down the words co wrong i mean to me it looked very brutal i mean co wrong has the record i think tied with micronesia for the most amount of medical evacuations in a season and i think that the injuries could uh, pile up um, I can't remember if it was Dal Mike Bloom or Dalton Ross or Martin Holmes. Somebody had a quick little interview with Jeff and Jeff was like, it's going to be a emotional, unpredictable, wild, brutal season. So it could be very similar to Korong in that fashion. I mean, that, I mean, the guy climbing the rock, like I was shocked that they showed him literally falling off like that and possibly getting extremely hurt. And then the person on the beach where we don't obviously see who it is, but the person that's down with medical that was like big caleb vibes where it was like oh my god this is a very serious like near-death experience so i don't know what's going to happen i'm in, i'm very interested to see the cast looks interesting so far um the the also the theming of like there was like castles and dragons like that was pretty cool in terms of like like the imagery that was nice too and then the last thing dylan and i know the answer to this but i won't say it for your sake is 
we see a quick image of something in a cage. So we will see how that comes into play in the new season as well. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how things are different or similar to 43. It is somewhat frustrating that we have to wait all the way till March 1st to March 1st. Uh, see it, but I guess it gives us some more time to do some off-season stuff. So we'll definitely get back to that, you know, in these couple of months. Yeah, um, that's all I have, Dylan, for the finale. I thought it was overall a fun, chaotic, messy season, but I always love going over the season with you. Any final thoughts? Yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you to everybody who watched this season. Thank you, Ryan, for co-hosting and dealing with my crazy work schedule this season. Nah, uh, okay. We'll see what happens next season with that, but we'll let everyone know, obviously. Uh, and yeah, another successful season in the books, and we will be back for some off-season content and then eventually season 44. So excited for that. For the last time in 43, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.